Well, I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life, man. If that's destiny, well, I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life, man. If that's destiny, damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This show is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That's yours truly, me, Brad Biggs, your host with 13th Step Tone Solutions, and Jonathan Grissom, co-producer of the show with More Bands Media. Jonathan, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, good. Living uh, life. Yeah, it's, it's moving along. It's moving along. Things mm-hmm. are getting into spring, finally, and spring is upon us. Uh, and with us today is a guy that we've actually had our your, your name has been out on our, across our desk for a while, and I'm just I'm glad we finally were able to intersect and make this work. Uh, Rocky Canega, how are you today? I'm doing good. A little hoarse, but I'm fine. Yeah, that's played word. a smoky bar last <laughs> night. So. Well, and, and this time of year, it's like it can be 80 degrees one day, and then that night oh, yeah. it's cold. Yeah. You wake up like, oh no. That's just the nature of the beast, you know. Oklahoma weather. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got honey tea, and, and yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've been around the block. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, before we get too deep into this, I want to give a shout out to my brother-in-law, Tyler Hand. And this one's because he mentioned this morning, he's like, oh, yeah, I grew up across the street. Evil or, Knievel. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. A small world, man. <laughs> uh, well, and I'll just go ahead and give a little shout here. Tyler uh, owns a striping and paving company so if y'all are out there and need asphalt work or uh, stripes painted in your parking lot for your business give him a call he's the man his and daughter's a really good wrestler yeah, right? state, yeah, yeah four-time yeah. state championship peyton hand love you girl and uh proud of you it's just all kinds of positivity in that house so if, if uh if y'all have a business opportunity give him a call asphalt work or uh striping and if you tell him that you're his dashing, immature, uh, dashingly immature brother-in-law uh, at the local earshot sent you the business, uh, that would be a good thing too. Just uh, put it all out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's just get right into it, man. Where are you from, and and um, how did you get bit with the music bug to this degree? Oh, I'm from Bethany, Oklahoma. Pretty much Oklahoma City. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, started playing open mic nights. Oh, back in 2001, Ooh. long time ago. Going back, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was, there was one at Blue Note, and we start, I started playing there, and uh, I was working at the hideaway, and all my friends would come, and uh, back then, I don't know what it's like now, they've remodeled and everything, so yeah. are, is it smoking now? I uh, talk about the blue note. Yeah, is it still smoking? Uh, no, it's uh, it's non-smoking inside. Okay. They have outside though. They have a big outside yeah. area. Back then, it was really smoky. Yeah. And uh, my friends were like, "Hey, we love coming to see you, but we got to find a new place." <laughs> so they were like, "Let's go to Bell Isle Brewery." And I remember going there the first time and going from the blue note. Bell Bell Isle's kind of fancy. Yeah, a little, a little nicer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember going in there and uh, Fritz. Do you know anybody know Fritz? Uh, uh, a lot of people know him, but uh, he was a bartender. I think it works at Friends and Friends now. And uh, he was running the open mic night. And he, I was like, how many songs do you get? And he was like, well, if you're good, we let you go. But if you're not, we like. <laughs> so I remember. So I know. And like you're telling somebody that's just new to this. And uh, I remember after the first song, like I look up and I'm like expecting like a. But he just was doing his thing. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll just keep playing. 
played there for a while, and then uh, then I went to Galeo's, which is Picasso's, or down in uh, Paseo District. Uh-huh. It used to be uh, used to be called Galeo's. It's like Picasso's Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but it, that was like the main spots, like Bell Isle Brewery and Galeo's, but Picasso's now. But that's where uh, Gabe Marshall from Dame Quells used to met him there. A bunch of people. And uh, then I met a hand drummer and started playing with him. And uh, one of our friends got us a gig at Othello's in Norman. Uh-huh. First gig. And I had a date that night. And I told him, I was like, man, I can't. I was like, I can't do this. Decisions, decisions. And uh, <laughs> he was like, well, he was like, man, this is your big like opportunity to get into Norman. <laughs> and uh, so I broke the date and uh, went and played and... Got paid, I think it was like 50 bucks and free pizza and free beer. And I was like, that's when I was like, crap. Like, <laughs> if, I can, if I can get paid and like free food and free booze, I mean. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, but yeah, I mean, I started out on drums playing. Oh, like that was, was that your first? Yeah. Main, main instrument. And then uh, played in band and played. I wanted to play percussion in band, but they start you off on bells. And I didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> but I switched to cornet, which is like trumpet. And then I switched to baritone. And then uh, our drummer broke his arm. And the band director was like, can you play drums? Like, in a, do you know the drum parts? It's like, I know every single one. <laughs> so, I, yeah, started playing drums. And then I went to a concert, Dave Matthews concert, because I loved Carter, the drummer. And I saw Dave Matthews playing. I was like, screw drums. I want to play guitar. Hmm. So bought a guitar and taught myself. And- so uh, did, and I, I get asked this too, because I'm a guitar player now, and I'm, I've chopped up quite a bit in the last few years just because now I'm doing this, and I'm, I like to jam a little more. But I got bit by the bug with saxophone originally. Mm-hmm. That's what I played when I was a kid. And it's like the the music theory part of it that I learned back then mm-hmm. really didn't translate to the guitar for me all that well. Yeah. And it's like, did, did picking up on any of that help you along with your songwriting and stuff like that? Not really. Uh, the guitar playing, the, the one thing that helped was the rhythm from playing drums. Oh, yeah. Per, you can... Percut, turn, yeah. yeah you can, like, yeah. that helped. But... uh. I mean, I used to learn how, like, I I knew how to read music back then, and I, I, I'm sure if I really sat down and like really thought about it again, everything would kind of come back. So. Same. I haven't I haven't done it in years, but I mean, following a metronome that's pretty easy for me, and like stuff like that. But but yeah, writing songs, I just usually sit down and start playing guitar, and whatever comes out, and then I start like I like it. I just start singing over it, yeah. and then. Well, I think at a some po- certain point, it's and it's true what they say is like you don't have to be a critically acclaimed musician to write a song that really hits someone. It's, yeah, it's there's so much, there's such a uh, exchange of information that goes on in a in a musical thing, especially if it's just a person up there with an acoustic guitar. That's as bare bones as it gets, mm-hmm. and it's like. And maybe that's just me and how I process things in my in my head. But I have noticed that when I look watch music in that, it's like a lot of people they don't. To them, it's just a guy up there with an, a guitar. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. With me, it's like there's a whole there's this whole exchange back and forth going on. And if you dick that up with too much theory, because, well, technically that's not supposed to go over your A minor and it's supposed to yeah. be a, 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 like, okay, but it, it, does it sound good? Does it create, does you, do you get a reaction, mm-hmm. an emotion that you're getting? Then, then it's, then leave it. That's yeah. good. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes mistakes are beautiful. Yeah. That's the best like, part in a lot of Cause them. I remember playing in a band and we like, a, we would have like jams playing live. And just let things go. And sometimes we would screw up, but it'd be a good screw up. And like you did, didn't mean to do it or like hit a wrong note. That's supposedly a wrong note. And you're like, whoa, that actually kind of works. Yeah. And you're like, do it again. So yeah. You can do it twice. Keep it. It's, it's a keep feature, it. Feature, or try to remember it. <laughs> try to remember doing that. What was you, what did what kind of music was in the background when you were growing up as a kid? Well, I mean, what really kind of influenced that as far as patterns and stuff? I used to uh, when I was little, I would put on a guitar. I didn't know how to play it, but uh, and put on my dad's records and my mom's like old forty fives, and uh, loved ZZ Top. Hell yeah! Eliminated <laughs> uh, one of my first Hank Williams, first Dwight Yoakam. Uh, but I would dress up like. ZZ Top or try to like like cowboy shirt and like jeans and big belt buckle and cowboy hat and go out there and act like I was playing a show and just do that and there's pictures of me and uh but I mean I would listen to their old records and uh and then I got into I don't know I like all kinds of music I got into hip hop yeah same and uh, uh yeah. got into I guess like Deftones and Godsmack and the early oh like the early yeah no, no, I, like was i was like yeah time, i was like all, i was like, <laughs> like all of us back then yeah so. i was like all around like i mean it's like and i i still am the same way if it's a good song yeah i like it like i mean i that's definitely the same and and again this is as a musician it's like i'm i listen for things differently than i guess a lot of people most most of the masses get pulled in with it's all about the beat that's mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. what what's the what gets in but as far as taking uh, taking that step from okay I, I can i'm playing the guitar i'm doing some songs to to get people interested top 40 or whatever cover at the time to now i'm gonna put my own song out mm-hmm. there it's really uh it can be super uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's like you're very exposed yeah yeah you know so how at what point did you did that start to did that move start to or were you just coming out the gate singing originals? I don't well, know. when I first started doing open mic nights, and the thing about that Othello show, which I told him too when the first gig, I said, "How long do we have to play?" And he was like, three hours." And I was like, "I don't know three hours worth of music." <laughs> like I was like, "I only know Dave Matthews songs and Jack Johnson songs, and maybe some different covers, like maybe like Sublime." And he was like, "Well, just keep repeating, <laughs> repeating." And I, I, I had my couple of my, like my own songs, and uh, so when I was doing open mic nights, I would play that kind of stuff, and then I'd play a couple of my own songs. And uh, but when I started drinking, I kind of s- stopped writing songs, mm-hmm. like really, like heavily drinking. But I thought the more I drank. The more creative I would be, dude. The same happened to me. <laughs> and that 
Maybe it works for some people, not for me. Like, yeah. and I mean, that is the worst. I like, I think back now, like sober, I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Like, because I've got pages and pages of like notebooks of unfinished stuff, but it's just doesn't make any sense. Like, and it's all really negative and like really depressing and sad. And it's just, but I never, I mean, I may have written maybe three songs when I was dr- drinking, maybe, but most of the like, cause I released an album a long time ago and, uh, with old band and we recorded it ourselves and, uh, all those songs were pretty much most of them were when I was sober. They came from, well, first, not, I don't, don't say sober, but not fucked up. Just, yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> just not, I mean, just getting into drinking, like, uh, yeah. but it, not drinking every day, all day. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just, I drinking did nothing for me. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I'm pretty recent about, uh, leaving that myself. I've had a pretty good run about 15, 16 years of pretty solid drinking. And it's like, same. I, I see videos of me playing back then. And at the time, I would have thought I was hitting every <laughs> same. fucking note. Same. <laughs> and uh, looking at it, it's like, oh. Yeah, like Facebook memories come up yeah. all the time of me. It's... And I'm drunk. And I look at it and I'm like, how did anybody let me up there? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I look, there's one video and, uh, I look asleep. Like I'm falling asleep on stage, but while the band's playing and I'm just lost, I'm completely, I don't even know if I'm playing the right notes. Did I'm it, probably not. And is that just something that like through playing in the bars, it just sort of escalated or is that just something like well, with me when I took a opiate pill and took a shot of whiskey, it was like an aha moment. Yeah. I never thought that that would happen to me. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. My friend always, I don't know if he thinks he started me drinking heavily, which he didn't. But, uh, when I, I know I still get nervous, but, uh, I would get really nervous before shows. And my friend was like, let's take a couple shots or drink some beers and, I did that, and I was doing that for a long time, and then I just started playing professionally. I forgot about my job, like just music. It was just all music, and uh, my friends all had day jobs, so they would be at work during the day. I'd yeah. be at home by myself, and I was living in Norman all like at this time near C- Campus Corner. Yeah, plenty of action. And, uh, yeah. yeah, plenty of action. And uh, so my, when my friends would get off work, they'd say. Hey, let's go to the bar. So when they were at work, I would just start drinking like right like an hour before they'd get home. And uh, I think it was mostly started drinking out of boredom just because I'm by myself and like just and then uh, girls heartbreak. Yeah, that did me in really. And uh, man, twice and uh. One was really bad, and that's when I really started drinking really heavy. And then I kind of found what I thought would be another girl, and like it's kind of same thing happened again, like almost same story. Yeah. And uh, that's when I was just like, I lost it, yeah. and it just went to. Uh, how? What kind of pulled you out of the funk with that? Was it just stacking up? 
I mean, in my in my story, mine was like I could literally feel like my organs kind of starting to poke through my. Ab- it's so gross, but that's what was happening, and it's like I was drinking as soon as I'd wake up. I would go to the refrigerator, grab an either a leftover beer because <laughs> I would save beers. The foil. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would get it, and my hands would be shaking so bad that I would have to hold it with two hands Man. because I couldn't hold it. Like, I would get texts from shows like, hey, can you play this show in the morning? And my hand would be shaking so bad I couldn't text back right away. I would have to start drinking. Like, like an hour later, I could be able to text. And then the, somebody would get the show because they could text back. But I'd... Start drinking as soon as I'd wake up. And uh, a lot of times it got to the point near the end where I couldn't keep it down. Mm. So I was throwing it back up. But I had to force it down to feel normal, yeah. to stop shaking. And uh, that's when when that's happening, your organs are saying, no more. Yeah. Like they're saving I'm your life down, pretty yeah. much. And a lot of people think when they're drinking, when they throw up, oh, it's just... I've had too much to drink, but it's really your organs saving, like your body's mm-hmm. saving you because yeah. you're, it's saying, no, this is not good. Like, but, uh, I mean, I wanted to stop, but it got to a point where was, my withdrawals were yeah. so bad. An actual medical, it can be dangerous. And yeah. And I mean, I was yeah. seeing things, my withdrawals, like if I go and plus I was having really bad seizures and, uh, if I would go two days without drinking, I would start seeing things and hearing things that weren't there. And uh, it was all real to me. Like, I thought the Mexican mafia was after me to kill my family. That's that's something I've and, heard from more than one person is that it's like, it's not like a psychedelic trip. It's uh, like no. a paranoid... Yeah, like like I was talking it's as real through my as phone. Real. Like, I was hearing voices. Like And it was all, like, pure evil. Like, I mean, it was... Yeah. Like, I mean... Everything, it, there was nothing good about it. It was like, I, and I s- still say to people, it was like, I mean, I don't know if you guys believe in God, but it was like the evil force, like trying to take me in. My uh, my mom's, uh, one of her boyfriends, he was an alcoholic, and uh, it's the time frame my mom and them, you know, like she, she stopped drinking like around the same time. It's weird because like I've been thinking about it, you know. And it was around her forties when she like stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. My dad stopped drinking like in his in his forties too. He died at forty nine of a heart attack because mm-hmm. um, he had like cancer from smoking and all that kind of stuff. But one of her boyfriends was an alcoholic, and he used to like like I would get home as a teenager, and I just hear him like yelling inside the house, like yelling at himself and like yeah. yelling at the TV and the walls and like all sorts of stuff in the back because he was just always drunk like every yeah. minute of the day. Well, so, well and. Uh, so what was the what's the breaking point in your story? Like what was the and, well, that, for, and for people listening out there, like what was the that was that process? was it oh. because I was at my parents' house and uh, this was all going on and I mean I was thinking that people were coming to kill us and I was grabbing their guns like and I if somebody would have walked through that door I like I would have shot them Jeez. thinking yeah because it was all real to me yeah like it was I was calling the Bethany cops. And they would come, and they'd be like, there's nobody out there. And then they, they were like, you need to quit calling. The, I'm surprised they didn't take me to jail. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, everything, like, and I'd say, like, just make it stop. And this voice would say, just count back to, ten, like, from 10 to 1, and I'll stop. 
and I would do it and then it would just start laughing because I couldn't do it. And then it'd say like, I'd be like, just make it stop. And they're like, you know where the guns are at. Just make it stop. And if I would have been at my parents' house, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. But where it got to the point, I started, I'm pretty sure I was peeing blood or pooping blood. I know it's gross. Oh, but, that's, uh, that's what happens. I'm it was either, I, but I told my mom I was, she took me to the emergency room and uh, I was still hearing things and seeing things that weren't there. And I stood up and I was shaking because I had nothing in my system. And uh, I was shaking so bad and I stood up. That's the last thing I remember. Face first, marble floor. Party's I, over. Yeah. And then yeah. I woke up in the ICU like five days. Like I don't remember being in there withdrawing. They had me tied to the bed. It's probably for the better. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if you drink like as much as I did, yeah, it's not – They go to like professional help. Like don't try to do it on your own. Yeah. Because it can get – I mean, it gets really bad. And they had me tied to the bed and had like all these tubes hooked up. And like I had no like – they were feeding me through the tubes and it was just really bad and really – Pretty nurses. How long was the the whole process before you were at least able to get out of the ho- of the hospital and without shaking? And I mean, the uh, anxiety and all that's still there, but at least physically. I think it was. I was in there for fifteen days, I think. And uh, but they they gave me like every time they would come in, the doctors they would come in and they would make me hold out my hand and, and see how the shaking was coming. And then uh, this one. Lady, she would always come in after all the doctors would come in, and uh, they would they would leave, and she'd always come back. And she was one day she said, "Are you going to stop drinking?" And I said, "I don't know if I want to or if I can." And she looked at me and was like, "You'll die." She's like, "You you won't survive another one of these. Like your withdrawals are so bad that you'll die." And I was like, "Well." It was either live or die. Yeah. So you have to pick one. What are you going to do? Man? I mean, you can, I could have kept drinking and a lot of people say, well, now you've got a hold on it, but I don't. I was going to broach that topic yeah. too, because, uh, one of the things I've noticed is like, I am not comfortable in bar. I got to pick and choose when I go to a bar to see something because yeah. if like with, after the storm hit, I was not in a frame of mind. I haven't been out to see a, a gig at a bar Till here recently, we went and seen Nikki Jackson over at Hollywood Corners, but I, I just, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I, I couldn't imagine being in your position where you have to, you have to, to make a living. You got to mm-hmm. go frequent these places, and it's like, how do you mentally do that? I, I don't play many bars now. I mean, I'm, they're, they're, I mean, there's still a bar in there. They're like restaurant bars. Right. Okay. Yeah. And. uh so, I always have to have water in front of me if I'm not playing, or I have my mints, like yeah, something. I don't know why they help, but they help. It makes my anxiety not bad, like so bad. But if I uh, run out of those, then I get really bad anxiety. And but I don't take a lot of breaks when I play, and a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. But there's a reason why I don't. Yeah, because. I don't like to go out there and somebody doesn't know me and they're like, hey, let me buy you a drink. Yeah. And I'm never, that way I'm not forced with, with that 
dilemma or like I mean having it. And uh, well, I always say it uh, feels rude to turn down. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it does. It puts you in a weird. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of times I just say, if you want to buy me a drink, just I don't drink, but you can tip me. Like I mean. There you go. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a seven dollar drink. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, that's seven bucks. And, and, in the and wallet, it's, it's funny because some people won't do it. Yeah, they they'd rather buy you a drink. Yeah, and it like when I first started playing too, I brought. I always, I didn't bring my own water, and uh, I would say, "Hey, can I get another water over the mic?" Silence. <laughs> I mean, but when you go, "Hey, can I get a beer or shot?" Yeah, boom boom up, yeah. oh yeah yeah it's amazing like i mean water nah it can wait but i mean i understand you don't make any money off of water but well, but yeah i mean uh i don't like i mean it's hard when you uh when i play bars that are like after 12 because that's when usually people are yeah. feeling really good yep and uh, so I usually just play and do my job, and then I don't hang out unless I know people there, and I'll hang out for a bit. But usually I just kind of do my job, get paid, go home. Yeah, because I can't really hang out unless. And Dude, I'm I'm right there with I'm and right there in the same. A lot of people that are sober don't really like to hang out with drunk people. Well. And I mean, I didn't like. It's definitely out different drunk. whenever you're so. Yeah, because because I'm a I'm a social drinker, so I don't I don't drink at home. I have I alcohol in my fridge that's been there for like you know two weeks. I never understood there. that. Yeah, and I and I can have it just sitting in the <laughs> fridge and not drink it. I uh, like, and uh, and like and then on a Friday I'll be like, oh, I'll just have a beer, you know. Yeah. But like I can choose not to drink. Yeah. And, uh, but when I go, but when I go to a bar, all my friends are drinking, mm-hmm. so then I end up starting yeah. drinking. And it, it's it's interesting because like like whenever I'm sober, like when I tell them now I'm just drinking water tonight and just you know I might I might be like smoking a joint or something maybe, but like but I'm just hanging out like I, I the noise and the loudness of everybody and just the talking and all that stuff all that you can hear all of that whenever you're sober. Oh yeah, and you can't hear as much as that when you're drunk. Like you can't you know it's not as as parent, but like you can hear everything in the room when you're sober. And it's I've, just loud. I've noticed it's like you said with a certain time, and the last time I noticed it, I, me and my wife went and seen um, Megan Marlene play over at the Blue Bonnet. Actually, you mm-hmm. got that uh, yeah. hat on there, um, and I, I think it was right around that eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. I heard, yeah. I heard a glass fall, but it didn't break. It just clinged really loudly, and then this woman laughed way too obnoxiously loud over that, and then I heard like. A slap sound like yeah and i'm like i think that's my cue I got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. things are getting too rowdy yeah. i gotta get out of here yeah like i can never like touch him what what you said like uh maybe a little bit of what you said I, I can't people are like well you've got a grasp on it now but i don't like I, and i know i don't and i think that's good that like you know like i mean at least for me it's a recognition because uh i mean i can't People are like, well, you can smoke weed or whatever, but I can't because if I do, my guard may go down and I can say, well, I can have one, one beer, but I know that one beer will turn into three, four, and then I'll wake up with a hangover and I know how to cure that is just start drinking again. Yep. 
and that's then what, and then I just happens. go back, and then I just go back to where, where I started. That's sure. what happened to my buddy Mark. He, uh, uh, this guy I've served with in the military. Um, at, we were we were stationed in Germany. He's one of my best friends, and uh, he uh, he was on the transplant list for um, his liver, and he uh, he just got really depressed and got annoyed with all his neighbors, and and I guess like he just was like, well, what can I do this weekend? And he just went and got a bottle, and mm. he drank it, and they found him dead inside his house because he thought that was the only way out. Yeah. To, you know, and he used to call. He's calling the phone, and we'd be like, hey, man, you can't have a drink. And you'd be like, but why? And we're like, because you got a bad liver, man. Like, yeah. you can't be doing that. Can't make people but, do shit. Man. But after a while, he didn't want to listen no more, so yeah. he just stopped calling, and that was whenever he did it. So And that drinking, I mean, that's if you're depressed— Drinking is not going to make you any more happier. It will for it's, about an hour. Yeah. And, after that, and then you're going to come back. Yeah. And I try to tell people that all the time. And it's just going to make it worse. And I mean, it, it makes it really worse. It may feel good when you're drunk. Well, um, any tips or tricks for anybody out there that may be listening that has helped you uh, at least be able to abstain while being in the presence of it outside of the mints or whatever? And Staying sober? Yeah. Or uh, just even just if you avoiding the drinking, if I mean. if you drinking's addicting. Like I mean, you have an addictive personality. So find something that you're that you love. Like to me, when I stopped drinking, I started writing songs again, and I just got addicted to that. I got addicted to music again because when I was drinking. It got to a point where I hated music. I didn't. I didn't want to play anymore. I would go to a show, be driving, and hoping they would text me or call me, and cancel, just so I could not play and go drink, go party. That's awful. Like takes over your mind. Yeah, man. that's. I mean, that's. And then I would always wonder why I had no money. <laughs> like, I mean, I got rid of guitars, like sold guitars, so I could buy beer. That's. I mean, that's awful. So, I mean, just find something that you love and get addicted to that and just do that. I mean, same routine. I mean, I try to do the same routine every day. Wake up, same thing, instead of doing a beer. Yeah. Just get addicted to that. Get your mind thinking of that. And then if you start, I mean, a lot of times when, if I'm bored or start thinking about drinking, I get on Facebook and just think back at something and then I just type and let everything out. And uh, that's, I guess, kind of like a meeting to me, like form for me. It's It works better for me because I don't really open up. If I go to a meeting, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe tell you a little bit, but I'm not going to open up. I don't want like, people to know shit. Yeah. I mean, that's how I am. And I mean, yeah. I like, I mean, for for people that can do that, I mean that's amazing, and yeah. I mean I I I just I know me, and I'm not gonna it'll t- and I know you'd go to more meetings and you probably open up more and more and more, but I just I'm too shy shy of a person and it just it wouldn't work. That's like, uh, same. I and like I do a thought purge. That's my morning thing. All the <clears throat> since starting my the business, the 13 step tone solutions. I'm been watching okay well i don't know how to run a successful business what do you do you watch people that have Mm. and so that's what i've been doing and one of the things collectively it seems like they do is is that (coughs) it's like a 
either a morning thought purge or something to just get yeah get all that out and then refocus on pull pull out all that what you can focus on that one that you can even make a difference and two that is a good positive yeah you know direction and staying busy helps me yeah busy I mean mind. yeah hmm. I mean playing a lot of shows and well on that uh, what's the name of this album coming up <coughs> good segue. <laughs> uh, it's called metamorphosis metamorphosis and uh, that, uh, to be announced on the on the release date but i know we're gonna give a an exclusive here shortly. yeah first time uh what are the songs we're gonna well let's do a two and then we'll discuss uh, and then we'll do two more and and uh kind of give wanna, shout outs here you want to do uh grandfather clock and uh hey hey mm-hmm. okay like grandfather like clock's clock. gonna be called TikTok. Okay. Parentheses. Grandfather clock. Okay, but, God. <coughs> All right. Well, excuse um, me. Just give us kind of a, a, a like the idea of like the seed of the song, and then when we come back, we'll get into details of like which one first. Uh, grandfather clock first. Grandfather clock is kind of about where the world is. Kind of. I was. I was so glad you didn't say it's about a grandfather. A little no. grandfather <laughs> clock, Brad. No, it's a, yeah. <laughs> Just about a it's clock. About an old grandfather <laughs> yeah. clock. It's on my just grandpa's about a clock. house. Just, yeah, you know, it was hanging on, on the hanging on the wall, and yeah. and I just but uh, no, it's just day. kind of about the world, kind of uh, maybe sometimes where it, like it looks like it's going kind of to poop downhill, maybe, and then but looking for hope, like looking for change, and uh, the reason the the hook, the main hook, was uh, not the TikTok, but the. Uh, there, I was drunk one time, and more when I was living in more one time. There was more than one time, but I was drunk one time for fifteen. Years. I, I like I got a knock at the door, and I mean I'm drinking, and it's one of the preacher Jehovah's. Oh know. yeah, and uh, he goes, "You mind if I come in?" And I was like, "You might if you don't mind if I drink." And he came in and did his little spill and whatever, and uh, I started messing with this these chords, and I. That's what came as the hook. A man came over today with the Bible in his left hand and like whatever. I can't right. think of the lyrics. Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give her a shot here. What's the next one we got? What's it called? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey. Now, I know that's probably not about hey. <laughs> hey, ho. <laughs> no, uh, that's about a girl. All right. Well, let's give him a listen. We'll, uh, we'll do these two. Then we'll... Uh, kind of talk about the recording of it, the process there, and then we'll get the other two. Right on. Awesome. Tick-tock, 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 tick-
Father Clock and Hey Hey. So, um, did you record those down here in Norman? Yes. At uh, Breathing Rhythm. Breathing Rhythm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Boaz. Shout out to everybody in Sisteria. Um, how'd that go? That's a busy man right there. Yeah, it was good. Like, uh, that was my first, well, yeah, first time being in a real studio. Yeah. And uh, I went there and had 24 or 25 just acoustic songs and uh went in one day and just recorded all those songs just me with my like just so we could come up with start whittling them down and coming up with ones we wanted to work with and ideas and we got down to 14 and i remember the first day we started working on them you met steve yeah genius smart dude yeah (laughs) and we're we're in there and we're listening to uh we were working on, uh, I think it was an old man, and uh, we're listening to it, just the acoustic and me singing, and he's listening, and then all of a sudden he just gets up and goes out to the main room. Have you been in the studio? Uh-uh, I haven't okay. been in there. 
goes in the main room, starts setting up a mic, and I'm I'm thinking I'm like, what's he doing? He didn't he didn't didn't say anything. Just got up, sets up a mic, grabs a shaker, and just starts going, hits record, recording the shaker, puts that down, goes back, sets up this big, like, kick drum, like it's almost like a marching band bass drum. Sets that up, mics it, then starts, plays a song, hits record, starts boom, boom, boom. Then grabs like some mallets for some bells. Got your whole rhythm section going. Yes. Huh? And like, <laughs> and then he goes, but then he goes, like, but he's doing this at all separate moments. And then he finally goes, let's see what that sounds like. And then we go listen to it and it all came together. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Like, I'm like, that was the most like <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that's I mean that's how he works. And uh, and when I first saw that, after seeing that, I was like, okay, when he does that, just let him let him do it. Don't because I mean it takes him sometimes. Like he he'll, he'll go on the piano and like it's in his head. Yeah. And then it'll take him a while to get it out. But I've learned not to just kind of. Just let him do it. Don't force him or say, hey, try to just let him get that idea out. And But yeah, it was really fun. And I mean, we started recording before COVID and then COVID hit yeah. and got shut down and then started back when it kind of got a little bit better. But uh, he had to pretty much stay in the booth all the time. Well, I mean, he re- he recorded drums without me there a lot of like and he'd re- <laughs> send me uh recordings like on videos or whatever he's like do you like this and most of them I liked but there was one I didn't like and <laughs> I I asked him I said uh I said did you work on that like really hard and he was like yeah and I was like yeah <laughs> I was like, it's like I, I, I hate to tell you. Like I was like, I was hoping he'd say no, so like it would be really easy. But I was like, yeah, I, like I was like, can you try something else? But uh, luckily, I could come in for that. And but then we just got all these guests. Uh, David Leach played uh, bass and piano and keyboards, which that was good kind of a dual threat, like you can knock out both. And then uh, Isaac Stalling played guitar. Uh, Katie Lee came in and did vocals, guest vocals, and my friend Aaron, uh, excuse me. Oh, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, my friend Aaron Newman, uh, he did guest vocals. Uh, Casey from uh, Bottom of the Barrel. Oh yeah, they were just in here. Did uh, yeah. did some strings and uh, I think that's all of everyone. And Steve played drums and bells and some piano and some bass and he he can do it. He can do it all. I mean, he's just not a producer. Well, let's he's, knock out. Let's uh, let's do a couple more and then we'll uh, I don't know. We'll uh, start wrapping her up and I don't know what out of here. What do we got? Uh, take your pick. You want to do a favor? That one's a that one's. About when uh, I first got back into playing bars. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll ask you this on the, for the last one. Um, if you were to be introducing your song to a 
crowd like that <clears throat> really wouldn't know, like somewhere else in the country altogether? What would be the song that you want to play that leaves an impression? On the on this album? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like if you were to make a hit single, and this is the song I'm gonna press as a single to go out to the probably masses. I mean that would probably have been Grandfather Clock. But All right. I mean uh what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh probably uh well, there's two I like. There's one that's We gonna flip a coin? I got a coin. <laughs> we can flip a coin. Uh I, I I just now recently figured I could do that with my phone now. Oh, Siri, <laughs> like I've never had an iPhone. Siri, flip a yeah. for me. Yeah, and so, yeah. like somebody showed me that, and I was like, "Like it's the coolest thing." But uh, I'm like way out of like touch with that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. Uh, probably lost but found. I mean, it's probably like. All right, man. We'll uh, but yeah, do you want me to? Favor. Yeah, just the like the like, what was the seed for these these two songs? Here? Favor, uh, I started writing uh, when uh, I got back to playing bars, and uh, people would come up, "Can I buy you a drink?" Ah. And I was home late one night, and I started writing the song about that. Hey, don't buy me a drink. Can you do me that favor? Like, don't ask me for a drink. Can you do me that favor? And at first, I was like, it's just cheesy like whatever song like but it turned out like a lot of people dig it and like i mean so it's the final song on the album it's just acoustic and it's just raw and cool, it's just man. it's it's cool that uh well i mean i'm sure there's a million uh things through that process of learning how to change habits can i change can i change the song sure yeah Lying on a roof. Sorry, lying on the roof. <laughs> yeah, instead lying. of uh, yeah. lost, lost but found. Yeah, lying on a roof. Lying yeah. on a roof. All right, where'd okay. that one come from? Okay. Uh, that one's about lying wake, on a roof. Cut, no, yeah, I know. I should be. Uh, so, I about, should be. It's, so about, it's about this one time you went I should to be Vegas so direct. and you yeah. were all like covered in uh, summer, it, it, and cut. your friends did a bunch of crazy <laughs> shit. Uh, it, uh, and you were all hungover. When I lived in Norman, <laughs> when I lived in Norman, I used to get up on the roof all the time and drink. Leathered hands and blistered feet A working man is hard to be Right from wrong can I figure it out I'll everyone still has their doubts I'm doubting myself can I stick to this I tried it before but Never like this I'm sticking to my guns this time And I'm not gonna waver Don't ask me do I need a drink Could you do me that favor It's just crazy to just give in To myself or to my friends This is the happiest that I've ever been 
Locke found the answer, so my questions disappear. I'm sticking to my guns this time, and I'm not gonna waver. Don't ask me, do I need a drink? Could you do me that favor? My heart's been broken. My mind has been lost. But I'll give into the water. Just let it be. So far, so good With God above and friends like you Day to day is what I'm going through To give up now, I would just be a fool I'm sticking to my guns this time And I'm not gonna waver Don't ask me, do I need a drink? Could you do me that favor? Could you do me that favor? Get lost in my own mind It seems far-fetched How these days keep passing by And all this time Wasn't worth the wait My questions were answered When I woke up that day What day is it now? I get so confused Somehow I get lost in this world Clear conscience in mind I put my burdens to rest now It all seemed lost I found my own way out A dreamer's dream And an old man to a young man You only live once So get to living while you can And all this time Wasn't worth the wait 
still to be determined uh uh you said it's mixed though it's ready to go yeah the plan is is uh i'm gonna release the first single probably next month and then release four more every two weeks and then after five then the whole album will come it's i'm interested to hear uh, why did is there any reason you decided to do it that way i googled it oh okay. well uh, <laughs> I've, I've noticed I'm friends with this band out in California called Them Evils. And they've uh, un, they they their drummer uh, it wasn't a, like a bad thing. He just had to leave the band, so now they're playing. They got Slash's son, I think, playing oh, wow. drums. Fucking awesome. Anyway, they're reformed and they're playing gigs. But one of the things that I talked to Jordan about uh, when I seen him last was like, how do you how do you what's your marketing thing like as far as trying to put this out in the modern era? And he. Not too specifically, but he told me that, yeah, their plan is to, they have an album's worth of songs or an EP, Mm -hmm. and then they release them as singles through the year, you know, a couple months, quarterly or whatever, and then at the end of the year, we press the whole thing, and we do a tour to support that. And I'm like, that's, 
Every time you think you, I've known something about whatever this is, I, I hear somebody like yeah. that, and it's like, okay, there's a strategy here, you know? Yeah, I just Googled it. Oh, no. I mean, that's kind of what I thought, and I'm sorry, it didn't mean oh, you're uh, But now, like, people kind of told me the same thing, like what you said, and uh, so I just kind of... That was the plan. Yeah, I mean, there's there's entire videos on Spotify <coughs> and like all those all those little things on YouTube that tell you exactly what he's saying. Like that you have to do like the release of the singles and all that kind of stuff. The uh, there was a guy on uh, one of the production things. I'm probably gonna post this because like uh, he was a rapper and he figured out a ways to do it with bots where like he could have the bots run all the background. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but the problem was was that his numbers were too high. So well, like oh. <laughs> when you start competing, when you start competing with with uh, with all the record label people, um, Spotify came after him, tried to take him to court. They ended up losing. He he went to jail though, and then he ended up getting out of jail for this. And uh, and it was because he was making like seventy thousand dollars a month or something on music. Oh, wow! It's, but it was because of lot. how he it's, it's because of how he manipulated yeah. the uh, it, the algorithm because you can. Yeah. And, and he said. He goes. He goes. Oh, in that video, he blueprints exactly what he did. Wow. He goes because now I can. He goes. They ain't held. I ain't held no legal thing. So he told them exactly. But he goes. But just be careful because because apparently, if you go against all these large corporations and these these they'll big artists, they'll come after you. Yeah. And it's because they don't want you succeeding like those. Other, and and they blatantly lay it out. And I've been saying that for over almost two years now that we've been doing this. That that they don't want. Um, independent artists or artists that are not signed to to do well in the market to beat out their artists. They mm-hmm. don't like it. Yeah. And it's because they're not making money on it. And yeah. so, uh, so I mean that. But there is there's a lot of little tricks out there if you look them up uh, on how to make it where you know you can make it a successful business doing music on on Spotify. You just got to keep your numbers it's, at a reasonable amount, and then you'll never get mm-hmm. flagged. It's so. like anything else. You you will get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, in this business, if you don't have good songs, yeah. you, you don't have. If you don't have a product to market, it don't matter how good a salesman you fucking are. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just really what it comes down to. But that, that and, and that all goes back to kind of the idea we have with with getting with Nicky Jackson and all this, his other artists and seeing if we can just we'll just fucking mm-hmm. put on our own gear. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about what. Uh, Ticketmaster is yeah. doing because I'm just trying to sell my tickets. Oh yeah, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm, I'd rather be a small town anyway. Uh, you know. Yeah, and then figure out. Uh, do I want to do vinyls? Oh, the medium, yeah. And because uh, nobody really buys a CD. I mean, cars don't even have CD players yeah. anymore. And uh, but uh, vinyls are expensive, and there's just a lot of cost. And then I told Steve, I said. Because I've already got the bug. Like, I love being in the studio. Love it. I mean, if I could just get paid to do that. Oh. Like, just yeah. write songs. and well, I, yeah. I got <laughs> I, I, Like, I'm so happy. Just because to see an acoustic song go to from just an acoustic to something other, I mean, just bigger than what you, what you thought it would be. This is just, I, I love it. But uh, I think, I told him, I said, I want to do... Record a couple singles, just because when because this this album took so long because of COVID that I was writing songs during. Mm. So I started and I've been playing the songs and people are like, "Is that song going to be on the album?" Well, no, because we had to finish what we started. So what I told Steve, I got a couple songs that 
want to release as singles. And then you can always go back and put them on an album if you want to. But then I told him I want to write or I want to do an EP just of my songs about drinking that are just about sobriety and whatever, like what I've been through. And that'll probably like six songs or four or five or is that so, that's just like in the idea phase right now? Or yeah, yeah. The songs written. Oh no, I have the songs written. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, I have, a, I have a, Yeah, I mean, I've got another. Like, I mean, I I could do another album if I wanted to. Well, like right damn. now, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get you on board with my little idea, putting on these shows, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit, need original songs. But yeah, and like a lot of times, like you were saying, it's hard to uh, play original songs at shows. Well, that's that's one thing I would really like to utilize this yeah. local earshot for is if mm-hmm. we put together a show, we can we can promote yeah. the songs on our mm-hmm. show. I mean, we have a limited, we have a small audience, yeah. but an audience yeah. nonetheless. Because so. I always just try to mix one or two in with like, and it depends on the like venue. I mean, if you're playing. You can really do it any any venue, I guess. I mean, you can play your originals wherever you want to. I mean, it's just up to you. But some people, I mean, they're not going to be tipping usually yeah. for originals. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, I mean, it's on you. Do you not? Do you not care? And I mean, some people do. Some people come up and go, "Man, that was a really good song," and you're like, "Wow, that was my song." Like, and that that feels really good when that happens. Well, and I think a, a thing with with what I got in mind is I'm. That's how the show's going to be promoted is is original songwriters so don't come thinking that you're going to get a bunch of covers that's yeah, yeah. not the environment but i i think that's what's i mean yeah covers are great and i like to see how people can mix up a song but at the end of the day i want to hear what yeah what you did you know? oh yeah so well uh let's let's see what do we what do we go from here like some upcoming gigs before we get out of here i know you got a every tuesday night you're at whiskey chicks yeah and like i said this show will drop on let me pull it up again the 18th so anything post that that we can tag and 18th post up? i'd have to see my calendar oh <laughs> well we'll post uh, it yeah on, uh, i want to say it that's not next week right it's the week after week after uh i want to say i'm at the chicken shack and hair america no, uh, oh, that's Arcadia. Yeah, Arcadia. Okay. Yeah, I want to say there, and then at a uh, Frenzy Brewing. Okay. Well, I we'll could be uh, wrong, but I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'll and, follow up. And Barkay, I think I'm at the dog park. Oh, during the day. Well, is the Great. the OKC Arts Fest? Are you playing that? Not this year. Okay. No, right. I just wanted to make sure on that. Unless they call me and like uh, they somebody canceled, mm-hmm. and which has happened. Yeah. And <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> I'm always, I always have, I'm always booked when they, I wish they, like, I, do they do it the same time every year? I uh, don't know. I know they usually try to do it in the springtime. Yeah. I don't know if it's. It's always right. April. Yeah. But uh, I want to say it's uh, the end of April, but I'm, usually I'll, I start booking out in advance and I book and then I'm like, well, can't really do it. Yeah. Well, the, our last week of April, we're going to be on, uh. Norm Music Fest, probably most of that. It starts on a Wednesday and goes through Saturday. But, um, yeah. Well, uh, anything that, that you have that comes up, like I said, we'll be in touch before we even post this, and I'll make sure to get any information and dates posted up for you. Um, any shout-outs or uh, 
thing you want to put out there before we get out of here? Breathing Rhythm Studio. Breathing you, Rhythm yeah. Studio. Steve Boaz, shout yeah. out to you guys. It's Hysteria, the band, all those men. Uh, yeah. You know we love y'all. So, um, Nikki. Oh, yeah. Shout Scott, out. My, Scott Miles. Scott Miles. <laughs> he used to, he used to drive me home. On, man. He used to drive me home when I when I couldn't drive because I was the seizures. Oh, yeah. Wow. He would take me home from Brewski's when he was barbacking. We would on. like we'd have dance battles. They, 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 <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> like at Brewski's, we'd like, and there's there's a video like on my memories. I don't know. I think it's on Brewski's. Like if you go like search, searching their videos, you can probably find it of me and Scott doing a dance battle, <laughs> like really drunk, like really. I, it's probably after closing time, and and I thought I was really grooving. Like I, I'm like I thought I was really jamming, but it just looks ridiculous. Like I'm not really. It probably <laughs> looks more like a seizure. Yeah. Uh, that's how most. But I mean, it just, <laughs> it just. In the time and the moment, I'm drunk and I'm thinking, man, I've got some moves. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, God, was was I thinking? Like it's just bad. Well, it's like everybody. Rocky, yeah. thank you so much for coming thank out you for and seeing me. us. Yeah. And uh, let's see how this uh, this year plays out. Maybe we'll have you back on in like the early fall and, and uh-huh. see how it's going to lead up to the end of the year. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Jonathan, if people want to help out the show, man, how can they do that? The uh, local Earshot podcast, we run on the value for value system that is time, talent, and treasure. We value everybody's time for listening. We know that there's like millions of podcasts out there you can be listening to. Um, if you're an artist or you work in the music industry and you want to be on the show, you can hit me up at john at com or Brad on our Instagram page, the local Earshot. You can also hit me up on Facebook, um, and then we also have Facebook groups. Uh, we also have a link tree that's out there, so whenever we put out episodes and stuff, it's going to have all our links and everything. Uh, that leads to the third key, which is treasure so if you want to donate to the podcast you can go over to the website localyearshut.com there's a tab that says donate uh we take uh crypto cash app venmo all that good stuff um and yeah thank you for listening